0: Hey guys, welcome to Tales of Transformation. Tales of enlightened self-transformation from interesting people. Uh, today, guys, we have someone really, really amazing, someone who, who's actually a huge inspiration to me. we um, like got Tim Drummond, uh, one of my colleagues in the field of coaching. Uh, Tim's got a really interesting journey from council estate to day trading in the City of London to celebrity coach. Now he's like, you know, around the world, business coach. Um, and uh, fucking and if he doesn't know how to confront fears, guys, is in that nobody does? So he, he really interesting character. And um, I give you Tim Tim Drummond. Tim, how you doing today, mate? Yeah, very good, man. Very good. Uh, this is take two, by the way, people. So we had a go at this earlier. The, <laughs> the drillers, the people with the drill
1: upstairs kind of interrupted.
0: So yeah, that and that. So 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 yeah, we, we we've we've cornered him now. We've cornered him. So so, so guys. W- when I met I met Tim through a work thing because Tim is a keen student of um, human behavior, human consciousness, and uh, you know what makes people tick, and and we, you know we immediately bonded over that, and uh, and and we'd always be sending messages back and forth over Facebook about business and you know and whatever we had going on, but um, Tim, when I met him first, he was a bit of a, a bit of a scaredy cat, a bit of a scaredy cat, but now. <laughs> Now he is, oh my god, he's fucking balls of steel. Really interesting. So, so Tim, you know, c- c- can you tell everyone about, you know, as in what you did to confront your fears and, and, and about that? As Because I, I, I really love your take on it.
1: Nice, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, just kind of, you know, cheers for having me on as well. And kind of reiterate, I think a lot of, um, maybe a lot of the, the kind of success so far has been down to that just real curiousness, interest. Like, I just. First of all, it was like understanding my clients, like what makes them tick, what what makes someone not eat the donut, and what makes someone just keep eating the donut, even though they both want to lose weight. Um, and then I kind of realised, like it was kind of a mirror to me. Like I'm telling all my clients to do these things, understanding like what we call mindset, and then I'm like, fuck, this shit's starting to work on me. Um, and then I just kind of kept going to on to different levels. I guess like you're kind of what he said about the fear thing. I think probably like most people who are into coaching, behavior change, like you know, a lot of personal trainers, they they kind of get it, you know. They share memes like you know, successes on the other side of fear, and you know, and all that kind of stuff. Happening. So, um, I just think. That, uh, uh, so, probably what first did it, and what I'd say before I, I talk about that is like this has been repeated now so many times. Like now, the good thing about kind of. These, I guess what we might call levels of learning is like when you've done something once and if, you're right I was a fucking Um when I quite, kind of first had to confront some of my totally irrational fears um, you know the more you do it the more you start just getting used to the fact that it's just okay like you don't, I'm still shit myself every week like all the same thoughts i just maybe learn to be the watcher of them a little bit more um, and each time I guess I've, I've kind of I'll give you the first example, you know, and I stood up at your event and and spoke. Now, you know, it wasn't polished, it was what it was, but that was like the sort of third time that I'd actually done any public speaking.
0: We threw him in at the deep end, guys. A hundred people came to see Tim. You know, and and dude, that would not have been me
1: before. I just wouldn't have done it. I would have found an excuse not to come. Now, I still have the same fears, same thoughts, like, on the way there, I just got myself to a place where I was like, stop in and it, come and um, And I think it probably, I guess the, the whole kind of really understanding that idea for probably the first thing that I ever did was, um, I was coaching one of my clients about uh, some of her struggles with weight loss and obviously no one knows who the person is, so without going into too much depth, we got to a place where she realised she was sabotaging herself with her weight loss. Partly it was something that happened when she was younger, when she was growing up as a child, that actually and, and it was this self protection mechanism that, as we started coaching, and as I started helping her see that this is relevant to the weight loss, although I think she already knew. She was like, she didn't want to be attractive, she didn't want to lose weight, she didn't want to. She always got to a certain level in her weight and stopped there. And we even sat down once, and she told me when she was just really really open and honest that she had really loved the training we were doing. She'd almost fallen in love with, like, going to the gym, like you guys used to talk about at BTX. But what she did is she ate more, not less, more than she was at one point because she couldn't let herself lose, go under a certain number. She lost about two stone. She had probably four or five. And I just remember one day sitting there talking to her and I was like, I was coaching her and I was saying, look, the only way this is ever going to work is you just need to do it and see that these fears, which she knew were totally irrational, were irrational. I'm like, the only way you're going to do this is by going and doing it. And I just remember afterwards sitting there thinking, dude, like, you could have been talking to yourself. Like, it was exactly the same time when my first book was published and I knew I had to get up on stage and speak. Now... To a lot of people listening, like they might think, well, yeah, I mean, you know, apparently it's the second most common phobia, or first, or something like that. Um, but mine was really irrational. It was like, I remember when I was at university, if we were sat down in a auditorium with 150 people, like, a, I guess it's a lecture. Not many people would speak. I would speak. I would say my opinion. I knew that I had something to say. I had no problem with that at all. And then we went to a lecture, not a lecture, whatever the thing is after it, when there's like a, a workshop, I can't remember exactly the difference, because uh, it would be the same subject. It'd be like 20 people, you'd have to stand up and do like presentations. I was just a time. I literally couldn't do it. I would avoid it. I'd have these, I would say panic attacks, but it was like, it was totally irrational. So my fear of public speaking was not just like, I think not just a, a normal one. It was re- There was something that was really in, embedded in me. and I released a book, and I was like, shit, we had a big fucking book launch, there was, um, you know, lots of media, lots of celebrities, lots of posh, like, you know, London fucking five-star hotel, it was a big deal, like, you know, it was promoted a lot, it was on the radio, all this kind of stuff, and I'm like, shit, in my mind, actually what I was planning, that that voice in my head was like, number one, how can I not go, how could I not speak? Like I've always been quite um, resourceful, so I've always managed to get out of things like that, and still managed to <laughs> still managed to black my way through. But it was finally a chance where I was like a time when I was like, dude, you need to fucking sort this shit out and stop it I probably wasn't a, as aggressive as like then. I was a bit more understanding with myself because I can laugh at it now. At the time, it felt real. Like, and so I went and got a coach for twelve weeks just to be able to fucking stand up for two minutes and speak. And it was like, I did it, and I just remember, like, after. And, and by the way, people who are listening to this, they're probably like, yeah, I get that, like, but when you're going through that, when that's you, and when you have this fear, like, it seems so real. And I got up, and actually, at the end of it, I was like, that was all right, too bad. And then I did another speech at um, the bride's show, I was invited to, speech, to speak there, and now I, can't, I actually quite enjoy it, like, And I think that was the first, the first real time that I, in fact, it was the first time I'd ever felt really, really good about something that I, something that I was proud of. That was the first ever time I felt like proud of something that I'd done. Because I always felt before that it was like, everything I did was kind of half assed Or I did it because it was just like something that was just like, you know, I, I, I never felt that I'd really pushed myself out it's a dreaded phrase, I know, but like, out of my comfort zone, I'd always kind of, I'd done well, but it was sort of like, in spite of myself, in some way, it was yeah. like something, that I was just innate at, I just happened to be good at stuff, like I was good at making money, but I never, I, I remember after that, it was just like, the first time I ever, like, first time I ever actually could say to myself, what I'd done something, that I was really proud, proud of myself, at 37, it's a bit, in, in a way, it's a bit of a, Kind of horrible thing to have to say to yourself, Um, but the the, the kind of feedback loops, the mechanisms, the things that I got from that, it's just like okay. So the next time it comes up, I'm gonna just do it anyway. Like, and that was a big frame of reference. And I think, like I said about the levels of learning, it's like now you've done that so many times. Now I've done it so many times. I'm just like all the same worries and fears go through my mind. I've just got a bit of a, a, a much more of an understanding of that's okay. Like, I I do a lot of coaching in lots of different areas of of my life, in business and other stuff. I'm doing a lot of stuff in personal interactions, you know, and it's still the same thing. I'm still shitting myself. I'm still, like, it's totally irrational. I'm still a pussy, but I kind of now just, like, eventually man up and, um, yeah, go and do it.
0: And and to, guys, to, to add to what Tim is saying, right? As in, I, I'm on a program myself, and and you know, as in, it, you know, as, as in, no matter how much mindset you've done, you you can always learn from someone else. But but one of the one of the the comfort zone crushing challenges I had was I had to ask twenty strangers in London for five pounds. <laughs> So, uh, so I was like, as in, and I knew this challenge was coming for a few weeks out because I, I'd overheard someone talking about it in the program, and I was shitting it. I was like, because you know, in London. I, I bet as soon as
1: they said it, you heard that you started having this kind of physical
0: feeling, right? Oh man, Tim, absolutely, absolutely. But but it, it as in eventually it took like a few weeks to get to get going, right? And and typically in the group that. The, with the comfort zone challenge, there's no explanations. Just go do it. So, yeah. so I, I went out to people and and I um, and I did it. And I was like, oh my god, this is this is hard. It's like, as in, as in, I did the first maybe five quickly enough, and and then I did like two more. I was like, oh man, I, this sucks to life. I'm, of me. i can not do this anymore. So, so I gave it up a day for like, like, oh, I got seven done today. I'll, I'll get the rest done this week, and then um, and and then you know. I was like, oh, it didn't specify that I couldn't ask friends and family. So I, I asked my roommate, I asked my missus, I asked someone else. But, but then I was stuck. And, 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 and then, and then I, I'm working my way through the modules, and it's all about breaking through the fears. And, and what, what I was talking about was, what was coming in and asking someone from a place of value, of, of giving to them. It's, so for anyone who does persuasion as part of their career influence, this is a fear that they, they, we're afraid of asking because, or we, you know, some of us are, because we're afraid of like, the, am I giving value? And and with this program, I I, I read the thing and and the bloke sp- spoke about the value you're going to give is you're going to thank you're going to thank that person and um and if you feel like it, you know you give them back the fiver and you give them a pound with it. Okay, so 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 today I, I took ten pounds out of the bank. And and I got them, I got change made. So I'm going around and I'm asking everyone, "Hey, can I have five pounds?" But but I know that that I've got something of value for them. I know that if any of them take the chance on me, it's going to pay off. And 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 guys, it it, it, was, it was it was an incredible challenge. And and it was uh the contrast. The fear came from not providing value, and being being a mooch. You know. So, so guys, it was an incredible one, just breaking through the the, the mental prison. And Tim, have you done any uh, things like that before? Yeah,
1: man. I, I guess, like, I think again, there's, there's levels here, and like when I, when I, it was always the direct thing that I was doing when I first started. Like, probably at first, it was just like I was frustrated, well, more than frustrated. I was fucking pissed, <laughs> and I just was not getting where like I wanted to be in life. Like, it was just getting it was getting ridiculous at one point. And the first, and, and probably you know. Um, Around the same time of getting up on stage, I did my own body transformation as well. And while that kind of wasn't around, it wasn't necessarily in my mind around a, a, a fear of something, it, maybe there was a little bit too much of like, um, one of the things that I did eventually when I actually got, and I'm a personal trainer, so it kind of sounds a little bit like, well, dude, come on, you know. But I really did do a dramatic transformation in the way I looked, but it was a lot driven by my own mindset. And it was like, part of it was just being really unattached from the outcome. I had all these stories of why I couldn't get in good shape. And it was like, in the end, it was just bollocks. I just never did it properly. And some of it was like, I call it kind of inner game and outer game. Some of it was outer game, which was just realising that there was some stuff that I didn't do that I should have done like being a bit more clever with my calories and tracking them properly and all this some of it was just that belief it's like if you if you're not certain that you're going to get the result that you want like it's hard to do it so then the way i did it was like and again i was working through this i just really under i was like do you know what i don't care what i look like at the end of this i just want to become the person who does this properly and even if i just follow the, the process follow my guidelines i don't care at the end of the 16 weeks if i look fucking awesome or not. And I, I got this massive way through it about week three where I just knew somehow, it's like this self-talk, and I remember just catching myself. It's just like, it's hard to, I just knew that I was going to get the result that I wanted. And I'd never had that before in my life, about my physique. I'd never had, and I don't even know exactly what it was, i.e. I'm not going to, I didn't think I'm going to look like I've got abs or anything. like. I just knew somehow, you're going to get the result that you want out of this. And it was just from then on, I was just like switched on. Um, and there was other times when I, you know, that we we're all sitting there shitting ourselves and I, first every time I got a proper business coach, you know, and I was like, we were, you know, like people do, I was on the phone to him, it's expensive, it's like five grand for eight weeks. And I'd had these couple of points of reference to just doing something which perhaps maybe in the past I wouldn't have thought I would be able to do. And I just realised like, that this was a fear, and he asked me for a lot of money, and I was like, the old me, and I mean literally the month, the the me six months before that would have probably teetered on the side of I don't trust myself. I would have, I would have made the excuse of why I shouldn't spend the money, and you know I don't know this, and I don't know that. But in the end, I was just like, dude, like I trusted myself to a certain extent. So I bowled in it like that sort of money, and that gave me this again. It was like that fear of, fuck, what if, this, what if this, it wasn't even? What if this doesn't work? It was a lot of money. And I'd never backed myself with that kind of money. So I was shitting myself. And I and I I got in that program and again I just was feeling good about what I was doing. And still shitting myself every day. And he pushed me. The money pushed me. Like having to go out and make like offers. Like a lot of a lot of what I learned originally, because you asked me, have I done things like, A lot of what mm-hmm. I learned was 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 learned on sales conversations. A lot of what I learned around influence and persuasion and then really understanding myself, and, and I do a lot of this with my own guys that I, that I do a lot of sales coaching. Like, when I sales coach people, this is not what they think. Like, we're not just talking about, like, how to close someone, how to tackle an objection. Like, this is all an in-the-game thing. And it's like, if you can't handle rejection, if you can't handle um, getting up, being fearful of getting on a phone call, like, you've got to figure out, like, why are you fit Like, not what's the objective. I mean, don't get me wrong. You need to know that shit as well. But it's like, I was on sales calls, and I was like, oh, I can't offer that. Like, the first time I ever sold a 15 grand program, like, my coach was like, just ask for the money. I was like, I can't do that. And he's like, just ask. And he made he said, ask for it up front as well. And he told me how to do that. And I sort of, I guess I borrowed, this is what I always think, I borrowed his certainty because I didn't have it, but he had it in fucking space. And so I shit myself, like, you know, get on the call, ask someone for that sort of money. Yes, they'd already done some stuff with me. I easily could have gone and just been a bit of a pussy and said 10. But he was like, no, fucking ask for the money. And he pushed me. And that experience of being mentored by someone like, me, not just that, but being mentored with someone that I just seem to really gel with. 15k I spent with him the next time because I now start to say, you know what, i I, I backed myself at that sort of money. Like, yes, I'm fearful, but you know what? I've been fearful in the past and I've done it anyway and the outcome has been okay. And then, we had another conversation in a year later about really stepping up and I spent 50 grand with him. Like, Jesus. one coaching, one guy, one coaching program. And I was like, fuck me was I shitting myself. <laughs> like, massively shitting myself. I was like, I'm, I'm going to back, if I'm going to do this properly, if I'm going to stop playing small, and I mean really stop playing small, really start playing at some level that I think I should be. Like, I have to just realize that 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 fear response, that worry is okay. It should be there. I'm doing something I've never done before. But by this time, I was like, I just trusted myself to make it work. Like, I just trusted myself to make it work. So a lot of these times were like, the fear was, I was tackling a a fear that was head on, i.e., the fear that I have, I'm going to tackle this now by doing the thing that I'm fearful of. And then what I realized, like what you're doing at the moment is you can start practicing this stuff. You can start, and and this is what I started doing, you can start seeking out those situations that might have nothing to do with what you're really working on, but you are scared of them. And it's like, why are you scared of them? Like, why am I, karaoke for instance, like, and again, I'm going to sound like a retard, but that was probably one of my biggest fears ever. Like, to be, and this, I, I, like, I'm looking back at myself, and I was in awkward with motherfucker. And it's like, why would I be scared of getting up and doing karaoke? I mean, come on, stop taking yourself so fucking seriously. But, and we both know who it was, my coach. Yeah. We did a date, and I just knew, I knew he was going to do karaoke. I knew it. And I turned up at six o'clock. And I knew, we turned up in the West End, and I was just in my mind, I was like, he's going to do karaoke, he's going to take, and the first place we went to was a karaoke bar. <laughs> and I just was like, so I talked about those, those physical feelings, like I, if you read how now he talks about them being pain bodies. like a physical feeling, you have this thought that turns into some sort of, in some way uncontrollable physical reaction. And I was just standing there, part of my brain wanted to literally disappear, part of my brain for the two weeks before didn't want to go. I actually considered not going, but like just stop being a dick. And then um, Emma was there, luckily, when We were just staring at each other, and you knew that we both felt the same. Everyone else couldn't wait to fucking do it, man. They were loving it. Like, by the way, we were sober, he wouldn't let you drink. And, and it was like, and me and Emma did it, we got together, because we were sort of half-arsed, and then we sang Grease together. And it was like, now, I'm, I'm trying to persuade people to come and fucking do karaoke with me. But I've been touring around Russia, and I'm like, let's go and do karaoke to come with the people I've been out with. And they're just like, no. I'm, I'm like, I'm, so I actively look for those
0: opportunities. Mm.
1: Going up to people, like, just going and talking to people. Like, it's not something that I would have done in the past. Now I do it because i I've the few reasons. I know that if I want my business to be successful, I kind of made a decision at the beginning of this year. If I want my business to be successful, the the next stage of my development is gonna be gonna be found outside of business. It's gonna be found in figuring out like why do I still have some of these issues and challenges? Why am I still like why do I feel why do I have these physical feelings um, when I'm meeting people that are new? Why, why do I have problems with like eye contact? Why do I have problems with Feeling that um, I call it like low-level anxiety or like an underlying nervousness when you meet new people. Like, why is that? Because that's not good for business. But it's not. I don't. I want to know why. Like, what's going on with myself? Um, so I am actively seeking these places out because then I'm like, I oh, wanna. Who is it that talks about it? Um, Byron Cage talks about it. She's like, look for the times that. that happens. Look for the times where you feel like that because it will give you the information that you're searching. It's like, then you start doing a lot of work on yourself about, like, why do I, why if I meet someone new and I'm sitting there and there's, like, I don't know, if there's an issue with eye contact, why is that? What's going on? And then awareness is usually the first step. And then you sort of, you start tackling it. And then, like, back to the human interaction stuff, I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by, like, on a sales call. It's, like, it's not like a chess game, it's more like a dance. Like, if you... It's maybe, um... I don't know if you... Have you read um, Josh uh, No. Tell,
0: tell
1: so he, he talks about, like, he does push hands, which is like a martial art. It's a bit like uh, jiu Yeah. It's kind of that flow that you use the other reaction of the other person to take more balance. Now, that's an adversarial thing. I.e., you almost like... you. You micro, I don't know what it's called, you fake that you're going to do something to the other person with some sort of energy. They react and then it's their reaction that you then do the opposite. So in push hands, it's all about that. You watch it and it's like this martial art and it's just this really, is this energy force almost. And while I would never use martial arts in some sense, it's a sales call Uh, Because I think sales calls are a dance. There's huge working together. When I started getting understanding sales and what was really going on here, it's like the way that you do one thing and the outcome that the other person does in an ethical way is predictable. It's like if I do this and I do that and the energy's like this and if I push them away or there's this little dance going on. And in the end, you're only doing this because you're getting a a win-win for everyone. That's the same as kind of when you start... For instance, if you go to networking events and you want to be better at networking, like Lazo put it on on Twitter, which um, the the charisma myth, Like, how do you become more charismatic? Well, you can. Like, you be willing to study yourself, and you'd be willing to look at what am I doing that in some way makes me the opposite to charismatic. What am I doing? And not judging oneself, but like, when I walk up to someone in the street and just start talking to them, why would the other person get uncomfortable? Well, they only get uncomfortable because I get uncomfortable. So if I change me getting uncomfortable, what's the reaction that I see from them? They're then not uncomfortable. Now, that sounds easy, but it's like, there's levels of this stuff. How can you, I don't know, go to a networking event and be one of those (laughs) Oh, <laughs> you That you see them and speak them or look at them. The difference between half a second, that can transform the whole fucking outcome of any any human interaction we have with that person. Just literally from the difference of like these micro kind of, I wouldn't even call them micro tells, it's like micro seconds of how I'm going to react to someone. And so I'm just, yeah, it kind of goes back to like just being fascinated by this stuff fascinated by sales calls, human behavior, they kind of all start to And,
0: and, and you. And Tim, Tim, have you found it on sales calls? And, and guys, if you haven't been on a sales call, don't worry about it, because what I'm going to say next is going to make sense of it. Have you found that how someone acts on a sales call is how they act in life. So I
1: had a conversation with um, the guy who I wrote the book with, and, um, and, and the more that we kind of, like, the more that I start to I say, understand me, Again, this is kind of an experiment with me as well. Like, um, I was—I'll give you an example. I was in a relationship for like nine years. And that relationship finished at the beginning of this year, and I hadn't been out dating with people. Like, I hadn't been doing that. So I've been in a nice relationship for ages. And then it's like, how different am I now than I was back then?
0: Oh, well, un- unrecognizable, unrecognizable. Like, i was also got a question. Thank you for saying it, but like, I know I am.
1: Not from an arrogant way, but just from, I know I have, I didn't think I had low self-worth. I still don't know if I would say I had low self-worth, but there was something going on where in certain situations, I'd I'd get in my own head, I'd feel awkward, I'd feel like I'd come to your events sometimes and I'd be like, it's totally irrational in the end. But it's like the way, like I said, it's the way that you present yourself and then other people if you're uncomfortable, but other people feel uncomfortable about you. And so I'm kind of in the situation where I'm like, I'm living in more. or I'm out and about. I might go like on a date or whatever. And it's like it's a, it's, a, it's it's not a game because that sounds a bit like there's another person involved. But it's a dance. It's fun. It's we're having a laugh. Like let's not take things too seriously. Like just being kind of a bit more, a bit more zen, maybe. A bit more just okay with who I am or okay with who you are. So sales calls are a microcosm of the same thing. If you're a sales call, most of the time now, if I have done so
0: many sales calls and I've done so much sales training, t- listen- t- 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 Tim, actually, let, let's unpack that. So guys, we're talking, talking about sales calls. Rocking, but you know, a first sales call for us is is when we're challenging someone or assessing someone to transform as in a we're holding a mirror up to show them you know this is where you're at right now and um either you're you're happy where you are and and and, and make that decision i'm happy where i am or you'd like to, to 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 move on with something and if so come with me is that a fair description yeah um, and, and again like so you can look at sales like
1: Sales is just the time that the transformation happens in the sales all yeah, the time. I exactly. know that because I did that. My life changed, and I, and I mean that. My life changed.
0: The first Instantaneously, time doesn't it? it? What's that? It, it transformation happens in that instant, doesn't it, Tim?
1: On the sales call, like yeah. the time that I said, "Here's my sixteen-digit credit card details," was the time that I said to myself, "I am going to change about. I'm going to change myself, and I'm going to I'm going to back myself." And if I had gone one way, which was like I would backed down or convinced myself I couldn't do it or been a pussy or been too scared or not, you know, and they were, that was all there, my life could have been totally different. I was like, no, I'm going to back myself. I'm going to make that decision. And the person that did it, that, that brought me into their program, they were doing it for the right reasons. They knew that I would do some good stuff. They knew that, like, I would make it work. They, you know, they he could see. And, and the hindsight was... It did. It changed my life totally. That one moment of a decision. And I remember saying, oh, should I not start this in September? You know, No one buys fitness in August. And he was just like, and he just basically pulled me out. It. And he's like, yeah. dude, uh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, dude, are you gonna um, are you are you gonna are you gonna kind of just keep staying where you are? Like, just, like, seriously. Like, and he said it a bit more, like, in your face than that. And I and I realised like I had to be helped to see it. So again, why why is, when I say sales call, the reason I call it like a dance is it's, it's a it's a it's a dance between two people. I'm not trying to. I, when I teach my guy sales, I'm like, as much fucking prove to me that you're going to be the right client for me. Like this is this is an abundance mindset. If I'm on a call with someone and I don't think they're the right fit, I'm not going to fucking waste my not I'm not going to waste my time. To be honest, I don't want to fucking stress the past. I know now enough because I've done so many sales calls, I know roughly speaking who's going to make it work because if we look at like the idea of like uh, it being a microcosm of how someone is, I can tell a lot about someone now by number one having a sales call with them, I can tell a lot about someone by just seeing them, just like spending time with them, speaking to them for the first time on, on the phone. Meeting someone in a in you know in a, in a bar on the street like um, just because I spent so much time with people and analyzing not analyzing but being curious about but, other people and like myself. But
0: but, but like, Tim, it, it's it's talking. You're talking about that intuitive feel. So it is an intuitive feel. At first, it's like it's more like a science. You need to learn
1: the structure of of what's happening in this dance to then, I guess, be able to start making it with some rhythm and, you know, I guess it's like when you learn the piano, like at first you have to learn the rules, and then somehow some people can just turn it into like an art form. And so it is an art form of both sides. It's a microcosm of how someone is. If I listen to someone's sales call um, that's a client of mine, that's a fit pro, I can normally tell stuff about... Like I can normally tell something about them as people and what the, not what the problem is because I don't, I can't, I'm not saying I diagnose it, but I, I know why was that said. So I will give you an example: a nervous laugh on a sales call means that you've something's been said. Just something's been said that means something. Now, what that is, you don't always know, but it's one of those moments where it's like, ah, hey, something's. Happened. So when a client, and you're speaking to them, and they nervous laugh, it's like, what's happened here? And so I had a client of mine who's a fit who was on a conversation with someone, and he, a, a sales conversation, and he asked the person, because it was the right thing to do, the person was talking about how their relationship has not, not been great, and he just said, look, you know, has this been affecting your intimate relationships? And this was a guy that he asked, and the guy actually said, yeah, it has actually been Do you want someone to be honest with themselves and say, you know what, the fact that I'm getting overweight is having an effect on my sex life with my partner that I've been with for 10 years? Fucking hell yeah, you do. Because in the end, what's the outcome of that? Like, the outcome is never going to be good. It's never going to be a good situation for anyone to be in. But why would we not ask that stuff? Well, there's a million reasons why we wouldn't ask that. Because we feel like they're going to tell us to fuck off. We might even be sitting there thinking, well, maybe I've not been getting laid that often recently. Like, whatever's going on, maybe I'm just, like, I, I, I am really scared of petrified of rejection from wherever that started from, That I'm not going to do anything on this call that's going to walk the uh,
0: So, And, and, and t- Tim, can I just jump in for one second there? Sure. Um, I, And guys, and, and just... Uh, because it, it's... When we're in these moments of persuasion, of, of, of peak persuasion, we, is in, if we fail in doing our job the right way, uh, people get hurt. As in, for, for instance, I, I, I had a lady, as in, um, she was loving it. She was very keen to do it. Um, and she said, you know, what what I would do for her, to losing his 15 kilograms would help her get a better husband, you know? And she, and she said, I have to do it by the end of the year. If I don't do it by the end of the year, it's over. And um, and I made a mistake as in I, I didn't get my time management right. And uh, and sometimes, you know, you have to be there, hold the space for someone to field objections. And I didn't do that, I messed up my time. And this lady, she's gone, she's gone away now. She's and you know, as in and I know she's not gonna lose the weight in her own because she doesn't know how. And and you know, she she's she's thirty four or thirty five. And and your know, that window, that biological window. She's like, I want to have my kids by da da da, and and you know b- by not turning up and by not being completely on top of it, you know the d- d- the repercussions are big. And um, and when me and Tim talk with sales calls, you know there's a lot on the line here. There's divorces and on I the line. You, I can give you another example. It's like, you know, been, and again, I've been I've been
1: really, I say studying. I'm just fascinated. But,
0: Tim, Tim, tell the guys what's on the line on these calls.
1: So, look, and and I'm going to do that, and I'll give you another example as well. Like, in the end, like, I'm sitting here now. I'm overlooking, like, a place from Spinoza Bay in Malta. I'm I'm next to the sea. I basically can do what I want. I can be where I want. I have total freedom. I can run my business from a laptop. I earn more money than I'm ever going to need. Like, I've got a house in London that's paying for itself. Like, that's the difference between that and sales are balanced on the head of a pin. And, and not only sales, by the way. I'm going to change it. Transformations are balanced on the head of a pin because they are sometimes hard. If change was easy, everyone would be good. So change is balanced on the head of a pin. If I look back into that, that, that conversation I had with someone who finally helped me believe in myself and I said, no, I'm going to stay where I am my life could be totally different, totally different. And I know for a fact that, I don't know for a fact, but I suspect even if I'd got somewhere, it would have been as quick as it was because I really made some differences very quickly. And that was all down to the fact that I just took advantage of that opportunity that was placed in front of me. And I said, you know what, I'm sick of where I am and I'm going to do something about this. And that happened to be me, you know, me me, just going, right, let's do this again in the coaching program. You could sit there and say, well, let's say someone's single. This is another example. Let's say you're single and you want to get in a relationship. And you see someone that you think, you know, they look really cool. Maybe they're a bit quirky. Maybe they've got a real cool fashion sense. Maybe they've got, like, really nice hair. I don't know, whatever it is. Like, and you see that person, like, deep down, you'd love to go up and speak to them. You'd love to just, and, you, and and this is done from a genuine place, not some fucking horrendous pick-up stuff where you're just trying to get fucking laid all the time. You know, if that's what someone wants to do, cool. But it's like that moment, it's like maybe maybe you're, maybe I don't know you're late 30s or you're mid-30s, and you're like, I'd like to go and talk to that person. And you don't. Because you're fearful. You're scared. You get in your own head. You think that, you know, something terrible is going to happen, like all of this kind of stuff that goes on, why do we don't? Why would we not just walk up to someone and say hello to them? There's no reason not to. Why would, if we were at a business meet, like a, a networking event, why would we not just want to go up to the person that we want to have a conversation with? But we don't. We get in our own head and then we don't do it. These kind of, these kind of um, I guess, sort of sliding doors moments are the time that we tend to fall for that fear, that fear response where we're like, we can't do that, and we know that in the end, we know it's what we want to do, but we choose not to because it's much easier not doing it. It's much easier saying no and not getting into a coaching program. It's much easier just keeping on walking. It's much easier not to go up to the person in the net. It's much easier not to go to the networking event. It's much easier not to stand on stage and get over yourself because we just really, if we look at this, like our subconscious just wants us to be safe. Number one priority is like be safe. Don't do anything that's ever gonna yeah. fucking you know that's gonna that's gonna affect us in a negative way. Like if you read some of the stuff around, um, this goes a bit deeper, If you read some stuff around um, uh, sort of uh, ego death, we might call it, it's like your ego just wants to protect you. Like that's all it wants because without it, it's almost like you lose this part of you in some way. Um, and um, it's that kind of moment where you go through that of like. And it's normally, like I said earlier, by the way, I was speaking to my business partners. It's normally one thing that is the core of how this shows up repeatedly in your life. And it's like if you really want to do work on yourself, this this isn't necessarily something you're going to figure out in a a day. Or you know, the more work you do on yourself, the more you realise like all of these things, these patterns that I run in my life, they usually stem from like one major thing. And often we don't we don't want to go there, we don't want to get it. we don't want to fucking know about it, because it's, it's hard. Um, but when we start doing it, like, when we start figuring out this shit of, like, why, for instance, for me, why was I so awkward? Like, why did I find that so hard? Why did I find it really difficult to just be, like, I don't know, to just be at peace in a room full of lots of people I didn't know? Like, you know, it takes a lot of work to even want to ask yourself that, and it takes a lot of work to want to confront it. Because if you want to be able to just walk up to people in a network event and just feel really free and comfortable, if that's something that you don't, by the way, and it's also levels, it's not just on the surface. You know, you have to go and do it, and you have to be able to go and do it, and then not beat and, yourself up that. They're
0: and and not... Tim, and, and Tim, just talking about it isn't. You know, one of the great things that I learned from you or just, you know, was reaffirmed was, you used to say, it's not be to do, it's do to be. Yeah. You, you, you want to go into that a little bit? Uh, yeah. It, it,
1: it's kind of a, it's a it's a fundamental thing that I now know to be true for myself. Like, I did something where I, and originally, when I did my body translation, I then decided that I was going to, um, uh, buy my own house in a year, it's like, it's impersonal debt, and I was like, right, what can I do that's going to reflect what I've achieved with this transformation, and how I felt at the end of it, not because of how I looked, but because of the person I was becoming, I was like, I'm going to fucking buy myself a house, I like, and my ego got involved and it's like, I want to buy myself a half a million house in there, and it's like, everyone's like, you can't do that, we'll get involved, blah, 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 all of this stuff, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> And I was like, I found one mortgage company that would give me a mortgage because I had just started a new company. Halifax would give me a mortgage based on one year's self-employment of a company. Yes, they absolutely fucking raped me with the interest rate. But I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I did it. Okay, it took me 15 months. And so the way that I tackled that was I was like, okay, what did I do with my body transformation that made it successful? And what can I do exactly the same thing with the house. and I did it. It's like start within the end in mind, get unattached from the outcome, uh, you know, what gets measured gets managed, all these kind of things that I realised that I just need to do the same thing. And that was like, fuck, like now I'm like, if I want to do something so Ben Shapiro talks about it, he's like, you know, he's like a he's a Jewish American dude who's like five foot five. He's like, I can't play for the ladies But within a scope of Reason and I don't mean I mean there's a big there's a big scope there. I think you can you can do what you want or you can change your life dramatically if you change your belief systems. And so I kinda got to the point where I was like if if I want to do something or become someone or become change something about myself is probably the best way to look at it. Like I know I can because I've done it so many times now. And I'm like, right, what do I do? Well, first of all, like, if I can't do it, I, I, I don't need to know the answer. I just need to know that someone else has done it. And then I'm like, okay, and at that point, what's the best way to do it? Go and find someone who's done it. Go and find someone who knows how to do this. If I want to get good at social interaction, go and fucking pay a coach to specialize in <laughs> social interaction. Like, don't just try and work it out myself. Get some skin in the game. Like, put some skin in the game and go, you know what, I'm going to learn from people that are going to get me a lot to do is like, that's it. So this at the beginning of this year, I made one goal. Um, and I was like, I want to, I want to, and the, the one goal was, like, I just want to have more fun. I want to have more fun. And that's everywhere, not just in business, in life. Just generally, I want to have more fun, not take myself so seriously. And part of that was like, I want to have fun in being more sociable. And it's like what would a sociable person do? Like a B to do, because what most people do, um, and I will give you the example of a sales, for, again, just because um, it's, it's useful. Like actually, no, no. So people, people are like, I want to be, I want to be when I'm confident, I'll go up to someone in a networking event and I'll speak to them, or when I'm confident, I'll go to a networking event. And the thing I realised is like. Go to the fucking networking event, that's gonna be what gets you confident. So it's like action and then calibrate. What most people do is they calibrate and then think they're gonna action, but they never action. So a B be-to-do is just a mindset of like or do-to-be, it's like do-to-be. What would that person do?
0: So 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 like, so, so, so Tim, do, do you mind tell, saying you know how this summer you, you, you helped me as, so guys, just like this summer, I've broken my arm. I lost eighty percent of my income in one day. Um, I had uh, my landlord wanted to kick me out of my house. As in, uh, I was in a tough. I was in a tough place, and I reached out to Tim. And Tim, what did you say to me?
1: Uh, I don't know. I probably said lots. Go on, remind me. And well,
0: is is guys? So I was like, oh yeah, Tim, things are going terrible for me. As in, uh, you know, I'd lost all my money, and, and things are going real bad, and. And he said, oh, i got to get on your program in September. What did you say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I probably called you the fuck out. He <laughs> did? Uh, you? I was anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely did. And honestly, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Uh, like, you know, and I don't mind saying it. But financially, in October, three months after I had a nice big boot up the arse by Tim, I had my best personal financial month of my life, you know. And... Um, because as in, I was like, "Oh yeah, you know." In September, when I'm healed, I'll be better then. Here's the thing, you know, dude,
1: like it's just fear in the end. It's fear. It's fear of why was it this fails. It's fear of why was it, it succeed. It's fear of changing something because we just want to fucking stay where we are, and it's so much easier, literally, to stay where we are for the next fifty years. We wake up when we're fucking seventy-five and we have a heart attack. It's like, well, fuck me. That was that was a bit shit. Like you know, and which we would prefer to just stay exactly where we are, never have to push ourselves to do anything because it's comfortable. But the thing I realised is like it might be comfortable now, but I I've got I don't want to fucking wake up when I'm seventy and regret what I haven't done. And that's just like that's a massive drive for me. It wasn't the B to do is like it's all involved in that as well. So one of the things that I decided at the beginning of this year is. This sounds like really small, but it's just an example. It's like I want to become a tidy person. Never been tidy,
0: <laughs>
1: and I was like, what, "What would a tidy person do?" So when I'm walking past my fucking of shorts and my socks that are lying on my front foot, like, like the old me would have just been like, "Uh," now I'm just like, "No, no, no, do, do." What would a uh, what would a tidy person do? The tidy person would bend down, pick the fucking socks up. It's like. What would a tidy person do? What would a tidy person do? And eventually, what would a tidy person do? What would a successful person do? What would a person who deals with fear and is okay that it's there, never expects it to, to go, never expects it not to be there, just realises like it's just, it's you just become the watcher of your thoughts. It's like, that's okay. You start to uncouple like. It. That, that, that physical feeling, that pain body when you start to understand, okay, well, I know why that was there. I know why I feel like that physical feeling when I'm about to do something that makes me feel sick. And, and you start to learn and understand yourself. Like I, I, The thing to do is just, it, it, it's kind of a mental one. And I just think that, you know, whatever you want to change about yourself, again, within reason, I think that you can, there's a scope there. It's like, how much money, so how much money, money's probably bad, like, uh, bad. how successful can someone be at, say, a, a basketball? Well, you know, some people are five foot ten, or five foot six, some people are six foot ten. Like, there's going to be a different, there's a different sort of <coughs> boundary, say, that people would be. But most people don't even start even trying to get anywhere near the, move their boundary. They're never going to, you know, I'm probably not going to be a fucking billionaire. I don't really have a drive to be a billionaire. but I know if I constantly um, want to want to improve myself, not because now because I'm beating myself up, because I just love the process of doing it. I love the feeling that it gives you when you actually start. John Pearson talks about like he talks about um, people look for happiness. They're, they're always after seeking happiness. It's like that's not. It doesn't work. And this is so It doesn't work like that. What we're looking for is meaning, often. And meaning is found in struggle. We get happiness from meaning. We get meaning from struggle. We can't have meaning without struggle. So it's almost like every time you tackle something that you're fearful of, that you've not been able to do before, the struggle is the part that's the good part. It's It's not the bit that you get there, it's not the bit where you see the, it is the bit where you see the body transformation, but if you are mindful and you understand like the process that you're going through and you get coached by someone who's good, the process that you're going through to become that person, the growth that you're going through to become that person you start to feel good because you've struggled and you've come through it, which gives meaning and then gives happiness then it's like, well okay I've just done my body transformation (laughs) maybe I've got a business that earns me couple of hundred grand a year and I'm doing well. But my body and my health is in a piece of shit. And I go and tackle this thing, like, like I said, the thing that I wanted to do this time this year. I knew my success in business lay outside of business. Now a bit of that is me getting my ass and gear training what that as well. But I knew it laid more in just the social part of what I want to do I'm just enjoy myself enjoy my life more. If you've got a business and it's doing good, but your body isn't a piece of shit, when you sort your body out, I can assure you now, it will make you more money. But the other thing it will do is it will feed back into your business where you're like, well, you know what? I never believed that I could be that person in the gym. I never believed that I could be that person who eats quite they little like a healthy person. Does. Maybe... I was playing it a bit small in my business. Maybe I'm doing good, but, you know, I've always kind of thought that I could do more. Most people who go through body transformation, again, when it's done with a coach who understands this stuff, they will transform other things in their life, whether that's their relationship or future relationships, whether they just feel more confident. Like they might say, I just walk into an office, a meeting or a pitch, I just feel better, I look better. But something changes about you. I think when you get into the shape that you never believed you could get into, something shifts, and I think that feeds back into everything else you do.
0: Yeah, it, it, it is, I mean, you just have to, to kind of see it, you know, it, it's... um. That makes sense, Pat? yeah, no, I just you, as in I've just gone through it just with my own clients, as in just as in yeah, I, absolutely. So I I had a guy as in um a, a great guy, but I will tell you what, as in like he he had a hard time getting going, and and we had, he he, had, he put it, but you know what he did? He put a big old gun to his head, and he took on a fifty k bet with his mate, and um and uh, you know the the Mayfair guys, they've got a different uh, sense of fun than a lot of the rest of us but you know what it got his butt in gear because he was invested in the process um and not only that it, it gave him the strength to you know he de- he desperately wanted a child um, and and there's this big there's this big uh project he's bringing to the country so he, he ended up bringing the like the last billion dollar american food outlet which hadn't come to the UK or which hadn't left the U S he brought it, he brought the first one to the UK and he had the energy from that because of his body transformation. So it's, it's absolutely just way much, way more than, than just the body. As in, um, the the, the guy, you know, he wants to create a private equity fund. Um, and he's, he's well on his way. He's well on his way. As in, as in, as in if you go to this place and it's wing stop, it's amazing. It's, it's chicken wings. It's on a Cambridge Circus in London. You go in there; the place is rammed. It's amazing, and um, all because the guy had a transformation in one area of his life, which, which fed this extremely, you know. And, I, f- and, and I, I, I and I think it's going to be very lucrative for him. You know, I think I think I think he's going to make a lot of money from I it. I just think it's like it, it, it's like you, you you know, there's
1: there's lots of places that you can do this. Like in the end, it's it's growth, it's personal growth. It's you tackling this thing that you never thought you could do. You can find that in lots of places. You can find that in like you know, just looking at the things that aren't where you want them to be in life, and like going fucking head on at those. Like, why is why is this not? And look, if someone's in a situation where they are perfectly fine being awkward as fuck and going to networking, not going to networking meetings, fine, it's a problem. But if you want that thing. But you can't do it. Like, that's an opportunity there. That sounds really cliche, I know, but it's like, that's something like, why the fuck, why can't you? Like, what is going on? Fucking get curious. Like, if you want to get in good shape for whatever reason and you're in terrible shape, <clears throat> there's an opportunity there. Go fucking tackle it. If you want to figure out, like, why the hell, why do I, why do I, because some people might listen to something, oh, that sounds dumb, why would I go up to someone and ask for money? Like, like try it, see how it makes you feel, try it, see how it makes you feel, if it makes you feel like uncomfortable and awkward and scared and all of this stuff, just be more curious about why do I feel like this, so like you know, some of those challenges are like going up to someone and asking them for a hug, it's like going up to someone and asking for a high five, now again you might be sitting there and someone could listen and think, well, that's dumb, why the fuck would I even need to do that, part of me where I'm now is like, it's almost like the, the fact that it's there is no reason for it as such. Like, there's no reason to need to do that. <clears throat> but it's usually a reflection of something, something that goes on inside us. Like again, I think it always often this comes back to one key thing that's that's happened, that's, that's there. When you fix that one thing, which I think by the way, starting to you get start to get a handle on that when you do a body transformation or or any to be honest, like any coaching not any coaching programs, some of them are kind part of shit, but like yeah. coaching programs that teach you to do things that you know that are the things that you really need to do. Like that's just such a great place to be. Um, you know, I did one earlier this year, and it was just because I just wanted to experience I almost I was scared to do it. I wanted to experience feeling like that again, feeling like I'm uh, what's the word? being okay sucking. Like, being okay sucking at something. A lot of successful people aren't good at that. They're fucking successful. They don't want to suck, as in they don't want to go to the gym and be shit. Maybe a lot of people have been successful in the past. They've been fit. They've been sporty. they played at a decent level. Uh, and now things have fallen apart over the last 20 years. They don't want to suck. They don't like it. But actually, I think it's one of the best things to do. Go back to I remember I remember seeing a company. And basically, they what they wouldn't do is they wouldn't employ people who had like flawless CVs. These people just had this flawless CV the whole way through their lives They wouldn't employ them because they thought that person's never, they've never really come back from this real struggle. Um, and so again, some people they, they don't want to do it because they don't like not being good at things. That for me is like massive issue. Like and, go and go and learn something that you have terrible at. That's and, good.
0: And guys, it's about breaking out of the mental prison. You know, I know Kanye or Ye, as he's now referred to, as he's talking about this, is breaking out of that mental prison. Like you think, yeah, I could do that if I put my mind to it. But but well, they become like, oh, but but not right now. I, I I won't bother. As in, I've got other things to do. And and you become constrained, and you become bound up, and you become immobilized. And there's just these little. Things which 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 shake the patterns up, as in so, so as in um I I had something I had something th- this uh, this summer so I went, I went on a vision quest guys and what that was was it, it was five days in the forest right and and three of those days I was on my own there was no food there was no water okay so so that's a little bit out of the comfort zone of a lot of people and uh, it was a little bit out of my comfort zone but listen. That was a piece of cake compared to what came beforehand. So um I'd never done I'd never done a sweat lodge before. So a sweat lodge, guys it's it's like um uh, a wooden structure is in it it's like kind of rounded, dome like, and they put a lot of blankets on top. and and in and inside the and and then there's like a tiny little door to get into it, okay? and 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 inside the door, there's a, a little pit. and in the pit, you put like super hot stones and this place, they put maybe 50 of us inside of it. M- women on the left, men on the right. And um, and it's pretty, it's warm. It's like, oh, this, this is warm, you know, but it's, it's all right. It's all right. No big deal. And um, then, then uh, like, and, and my mother was there. My, my mother came along because my mother you know, she doesn't give a fuck, you know, as in, she, she uh, she's fearless in some respects, but, you know, she, she's like Tim, she manages it, you know, she's a scaredy cat, but she manages it, um, and, and Sandrine, my partner, is there, and we're doing okay, we're sitting there, like, but everyone's, like, you're touching everyone, like, it's, like, it's, I mean, like, you're shoulder to shoulder with people, and people are behind you, and people are in front of you, so, you know, if you, if you, if you if you've, if you're claustrophobic, eh, this ain't for you. This ain't for you. Um, so you're pretty packed in there. You're, you're like sardines. There's maybe 15-20 people in front of you in front of the door, and in the middle of that, there's a there's a big old hole full of really, really red hot stones. So getting out of there, you know, it takes a little bit of doing, okay? So it was a little bit dark. Alright. And and then it goes completely dark and uh oh my god i panicked oh my god it was it was it was being so surrounded by 50 people it's so hot it's like oh god you know i don't know how hot it was in there it's it's muddy under underground you and your mind my mind was like they are trying to kill you you know, get out of here, you know, it's just like, I just start freaking out, it was, but it was no different to, to a moment ago, except someone turned the lights out, and my mind was just like, going crazy, and and Sandrine was like, oh my god, oh my god, let me out, let me out, let me out, let me out, and I was, and I, and I, I, was I was freaking out as well, I was, my mind was like, uh, as, as, as in I put my hand up too, but but it, you know, it's, it's pitch black, no one see anything, I was like, me too, but nobody heard me okay nobody heard me and um so so I was like I was like oh I better stay then and because especially because it was like my mom's here as in come on as in really you know really um but but it was that moment when that big eye of light that winked shut and it was in just in darkness can't get out don't know how long I'm gonna be there and super hot and guys, that was much harder than any of the three days. And honestly, the three days of food and water—that was mundane. That like, that was that was bizarre, actually, how mundane it was. But but I've I've got um I've got someone, another guest coming on in a few weeks, and and he'll 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 tell you a little bit about that. He's a very interesting guy. But guys, that was that was the biggest thing in the comfort zone. And 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 when I come from a place of I'm gonna die. Oh my god! My, like my mind is freaking out. As in, like, all the little challenges that I have, like, one of them was hug five strangers in London. It's like, oh, like, the first thing is like, oh, my God, no. Because in London, it's like, we don't, we don't even look at each other, never mind talk to each other, never mind hug each other. So, I, like, honestly, I, I didn't know what to do. And so, you know, I, I always want to try to be clever, you know Because I was like, no way I'm going up to people. No way. So I, I made a little sign. It said, free hugs, best in London. And, and, I, and I stood outside the tube, a very busy tube, in fact. And, um, yeah, as in people just reacted, you know. And, and uh, as in, as it, it, it took maybe 20 minutes to do it. And it, it, was, it was funny, like, as Tim was saying, you know, being the watcher, and what, 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 wondering what, what comes up. And if I found myself, like, validation seeking. I was like, oh, you know, smiling, you know and it was just really funny to see what comes up when you're truly exposed as and who are you? Like, who are you really? Who are you really being? And, um, and it was an incredible experience as in, so, so like in, in the, in the program I'm on, part of the, the, the ethos is have these small moments in life, these non fatal moments in life, uh, where you can, where you can test yourself and, and just inoculate yourself to fear. And, when you and do, I think that's,
1: that's, that's just quickly in there. Like, like um, a low consequence environment, we might be. Like, where can you find this low consequence environment? You could kind of look at, like, lots of opportunities that you've got. Like, if you want to build, think about it. What's a low consequence environment? If you want to build a successful business, like, there's loads of low consequence environments in the gym. It's like, get in the fucking gym, get out of your head, get in your body. Like that's slight like that's a place in low consequence environment that so you can go and do this. Where's a low consequence environment about like pushing your body to the limits or pushing yourself to the limits? Where's a low consequence environment in the sense of like, you know, not building building resilience? Like you build resilience in the fucking gym. You know, you build resilience in the gym and that builds it in other things. And I think that, that, that is something that I really about. Of that, that idea of like, of what did you call them?
0: Um, uh, yeah, m- m- moments of non-fatal. Uh... Yeah, I mean,
1: it, yours is a little bit more dramatic. Dramatic is that word? Yeah, dramatic. But, <laughs> dramatic yeah, <laughs> dramatic. Yeah, exactly. So it's like those are fucking places we want to seek out. Like, and again, you can, you know, some people might be like, well, I'm, I don't need to go do that. I don't need to go speak to people. I don't need to go like. You know, maybe I feel like I'm making a dick of myself, but. Get in the gym, the gym is a metaphor for the gym is a metaphor for, for everything else in life. You can learn so much about yourself by getting in the gym and doing things that you didn't think you could do before. Like getting in the gym and, and creating a body that you didn't think you could before. Like not only the way it looked, but the way it performs. Like not only does it help you in some way look apart, but it teaches you something about yourself you know, I, I know, again, I know from doing this, I've kind of still learning about myself from body transformation. I'm still learning about myself, about how to make it, not necessarily easier, but like what I'm learning at the moment around like the, the idea of like, almost like flexibility, long, the long term view I've got at the moment is a metaphor for my business. Like I did a tra- transformation for 16 weeks, but you know, and I, I, it was dramatic transformation, but I'm like, the metaphor in my business now is like, I've done the dramatic transformation of like, doubling, not doubling, my, well, yeah, doubling. So like now the, the metaphor is like, I need the long game. Like, I need the long game. The long game in my fitness is me training, focusing, planning, having a structure for the next year. And almost like unattaching myself from the outcome of where I could be in the next year. If I can just follow this program, I'll be okay. It's the same metaphor to the business that I'm doing at the moment. It's like it's not a, what you do is gonna give you an outcome next week, it is that metaphor of the bigger picture. It's like this is a this is a metaphor of like I need to do stuff now in my business perhaps I'm not gonna pay it itself back within the next eighteen months.
0: And guys, it's it's those roots. It's those roots. This is what Tim is talking about, you know. It's Getting, getting rid of those fears. That's that's putting roots down for the rest of your life because once you know, it's like if, if we look at the Shard, right? Isn't the tallest building in Europe? As in, um, it's I don't know. It's it's very it's very it's really fucking tall. But but the thing is, the the foundations are two thirds of the entire uh, structure. You know, it's, it's in it's in it, it goes down deep, and and what Tim about, getting these fears out of the way as in um that's what it's about you know as, as in and I, I don't mind saying that. I, I used to enjoy a little bit of uh the the reefer a little bit of Mary Jane and um what I realized though was that that I was using it to medicate an extremely low level anxiety that was persistent and then and then I I went down I was like whoa 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 as in I, I, was, I told myself all these stores, oh you like it and it's it's fun and you know philosophical and then but then it wasn't and, and what I realized was that we're using these things to medicate ourselves to stop feeling. And 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 that's what and, and then you know, once you start getting rid of these these layers, you can you can do the things like Tim's doing, you know, just you know, as in as in he's got all his material concerns taken care of he's having lots of incredible personal growth moments, but you can really start building for the future once you've covered the basics. Is that, is that, is that, is that kind of what you're getting at, Tim?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's more, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a metaphor. Like, I think it's a metaphor for success in... You know, I remember speaking to someone, someone who was a, a transformation coach, and they had a conversation with someone, and the person was just like, yeah, it's all good, it's all good, and then they just said to the person, it's like, look, do you mind if I give you some pause? He's like, yeah. He goes, look, it seems like you've got a really awesome relationship going on. You know, it's almost like everything was really good. Like, you've got an awesome relationship going on, you feel like you've got some decent energy, you don't feel like you're lacking there, you're doing well in your business, you know, you're doing and It's just like, yeah, you're saying to me that your body's a bit wrecked, like you don't feel like it, you know, you, you don't look good. And it was an issue for this person. It's like, do you just feel like that maybe, maybe there's something that's out there? with who you are as a person you know because this person was just successful and the person the, the guy he was to was just like hey, and, uh, you know when, when you help him have this breakthroughs in coaching you know when they kind of stop and pause and it's like the realisation at that point was yeah you know what that's it I'm this super successful person I've got a great fucking relationship I've got all this cool stuff going on but I look like a fucking piece of shit. Like, and that's that's not me being judgmental. Or the guy it was like, the guy was saying this is like, that's not good. Like, you know, it's a metaphor for success. In, it builds success in other places in life. It's a place to to learn about ourselves, to learn about resilience. And the thing is, like, a lot of successful guys own earn, earn much more money than I do. You know, I can't teach them, well, I can't teach them loads about their, I probably could teach them a little bit about their business but they make more money than me but someone can come in and just help them see that that little bit in their life that, that's either, you know sometimes it is holding them back badly sometimes it's just like this is not congruent with who you are, this is not congruent whether whether it's even a, a, a I don't know, sometimes if someone gets overweight other people start kind of judging them, or they feel judged most, a lot of the people that my clients work with, like, these guys want to be, like, in, in the 1%. Like, they want to be in the 1% in how they are. Maybe they're even in good shape, right? But they're, like, they know they could be in better. Like, maybe they're doing okay. But it's like, you know, if I really want to be that guy who's fucking successful and dominates in every fucking area of my life, half fasten it in the gym, or not going to the gym, being a fat slob or or feeling fucking terrible about themselves is not good there's always levels with body transmission there's always layers of levels with this kind of idea of like changing something about ourselves sometimes it's like you know if my business does well I want it to do really well like I'm a business coach I feel like there's one of my big drivers is like I, 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 I really have a I'd never want, whether it's I'd never want to be seen or whether it's, I would, no, I would never want to be that person who's like the fat personal trainer. Now, I've been, a, I would say fat, but I wasn't in the best shape, but that was before I got over a lot of my fucking issues, right, and I actually started manning up and starting calling myself out. At the same time as doing that, like, yeah, I needed to call myself out, but I, I need to start being nicer to myself as well. I needed to start being, like, kind to myself. Like my business grew really quickly a lot of that was just from you know, from a, a, a kind of beat myself up kind of thing. But then it gets to a point where that's time and you can't keep doing that. You wanna actually be it's a positive, it's a look toward future. Like towards something. And again, it might be that someone's like someone's in decent shape, but they're not they're not in the best shape they could be. They know that there's more, They know that there's they know there's that extra one percent that they could be putting in, but they just won't do it for whatever reason. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of is a building block sometimes, but sometimes I think it's a lot more than that. For me, it was. For me, it was like, it was one of the first things that I did that really taught me something about myself and my personal development. And my, you know, even like buying right the house, as, as I said, it taught me most of what I needed to know to go and buy a house, like, you know, a nice house in London, um, which is still benefiting me now. It's taught me, like, how to make big decisions. It taught me how to make big decisions on, like we said, like, fearful. I, like, the day that I spent that sort of money, I remember getting off the call, and, and I remember reflecting on it afterwards, and I was like, the one thing that I gained from that is that I trusted myself to spend that sort of money on coaching. Like, for me, that was just, that that was worth the money on its own. I know that sounds a bit ridiculous, but it's like, the fact that I, within a year, in space of about a year and a bit, went from to myself squeaky bum time probably only just decided to do it on five grand and within a short space of time was willing to back myself with 50 grand and make a return on it that just shows me the growth that i went through through that time
0: it, and guys and, and the thing is like you know t- t- tim's tim's very humble here but like before you know he was he was Coaching CEOs of banks, as in a P, Hollywood's A-list celebrities. Um, so you know, despite you know, as in Tim playing himself down, as he was coaching top of the pops. You know, so you know, he knows. And it goes back to
1: like decision making. Like fucking, you know, I remember the last um, one of my last clients. I was working. with Paid me more money than the money that I would have. Sat there when I started being a personal trainer, and like, if you had said to me like, "This is how much you charge one day," I'd have been like, "You joke!" Like, it was just never ever going to be. Like, that was that would have been a joke. And I and I remember the time that I decided that I wanted to charge this price point. And basically, like, who charges the most amount of money in in London? Uh, and I went and found out. I was like, right, that's what I'm going to do. And I was like, right, how do I do that? It's probably a B to do it. Actually, it's like, how do I charge the same as these guys here? Well, first of all, I need to make sure I can deliver on it. And I actually want to become the best coach I can be. I want to learn about transformation. I want to learn about, like, what it is that gets results. And then was like, I also need to become a better marketer. I need to understand, how do I find these people? Where do I base myself? I better go and start being in the right place. Um, And so then I, I worked to get those clients. And they were happy. They got great results. And then at one point, I was like, Okay, I now need to I know what I need to do, I need to move on because I've got a new thing that I want to start so really understanding like doing the business coach, just really loving doing it. So it's like, okay, I need to make squeaky bum time again. Like the fact that I was one of my clients, and I mean one, and I had quite a few like this, if you just took one of them, what he paid me in a year is more than the average personal trainer in the UK makes, quite a bit more. And it's like I, I, I had to and again all these frames of reference, I was like, you know what, I'm fearful of doing this, but I know that I'm gonna make a return. I closed a six figure programme this year. It, it was making me six figures and I was like and I finally closed it when my business partner, Phil, just flippantly turned around and goes, Don't no, be fucking worried about, you're always gonna make money. this just like, Yeah, you're right. Like I didn't need by this time. I didn't need to know how I was going to replace that income. I just knew I would be able to work it out. So that that's again, it's like those frames of reference around like feeling fearful and just doing it anyway. Like if someone's sitting there and they're like, "I want to do this. I want to hit the gym. I want to go and fucking step my game up." Like just accept that that's going to be how you feel. You're going to be worried. You're going to be scared. You're going to talk yourself out of it. You're going to do what Pat did, which was, "Oh, we'll start in September." Like that's 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 just code. It's code for so many things. Like, sometimes you need someone to call you out. You need someone to put their arm around you as well and just say, you know what? Like, it's okay. Like, you're going to make this work. Like, we're going to do this together. Like, there's, there has to be that part of it. But it's also sometimes you need someone there just, just to fucking call you out and say, no, you can't go away and fucking come back in September. No. How the fuck is that going to help? I hopefully, when we had that conversation, I didn't. Kind of hopefully put my arm around
0: you a little bit as well. Oh, I did, just, guys. Guys, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I so Pat, what are
1: we going to do to wrap it up? What do you reckon? Last, last, last uh, two, last five minutes.
0: What, what, what I we think, thinking? I think we can. As in, um, as in, I, I guess we've kind of went through everything I've I, I want to talk about. ingredients and confidence. So, we've got, you know, ingredients and confidence, guys, it's getting over your fears, it's just doing mm-hmm. it. Um, I, we were talking about belief systems, unhelpful beliefs, limiting beliefs, um, breaking out of your comfort zone, breaking out of mental prison. Um, Tim, I guess to wrap it up, I would like to I'd like to hear your take on, but because I know we touched on it tangentially, but belief systems. Like, what beliefs did you have to do to be a guy that can buy a house in London in one year, starting from scratch? What, what, like? What beliefs did you have about yourself in the world that, it, that empowered that?
1: What beliefs did I have?
0: Or did you create or?
1: Yeah. So, I'm kind of thinking about it a lot. I'm practicing new stuff for my own businesses. I almost thought, I'm I, I still not sure how this is going to hit with people on the same this, but hopefully it's said with sort of, some sort of. Not, not ego driven. I always, I always knew I was going to be successful. I always knew I would. And I remember, like when I was like eight or nine or ten, and I would tell my mom, "When I'm rich, and I'm got a big house." And then it's like when I was 15, when I'm rich, and I'm got a big house. <laughs> and it's like when you get to a 37 year old man and you're still saying the same shit, and you're still you're living in a fucking rented accommodation, and your mum rolls her eyes at you, and you get angry because your mum's rolling her eyes. It's like, dude like, seriously, man, like, fucking, why do you think, you can't just keep fucking talking the talk? You have to do something about it. And I think for me, it was like, and I think this affects a lot of people, by the way. Because, because and maybe not in the same way as me, because I believed in my abilities so much, it probably, for me, gave me just a, a lack of urgency. And I was like, one of the big things that I, always, that, that I kind of realised is like, I'd ask the clients that i worked with, because i worked with a lot of brides doing body transformation, like, right? how would you be feeling if it was one day before your wedding and you were in exactly the same place as you are now? And it was like, this is what they would always say. 99% of the time, sorry, they would say, I'd cancel your wedding. And then as soon as they realised what they've just said, they're like, oh no, I don't mean that, of course, I don't mean that, it's awesome, like my, 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 my my husband's amazing, we're gonna have whatever, blah, blah, blah. That unadulterated part of them just wanted to say what they really felt like. And it's like, sometimes it's like, we don't want to beat ourselves up, but we need to call ourselves out. And we need to say, like, how are we going to be feeling if we're in exactly the same place as we are now in X amount of years? When I was 37, I remember, like, the big thing that changed for me, the big driver, the big, I would say belief system, but the big thing that... That switched. It first of all was was just a a, a, a fear, a fear of being the fear of being in the same place as I was up until then became bigger than the fear of tackling head on my my I don't know my beliefs about myself about maybe I never had a belief about not being comfortable with money. It's more about like you know, am I organised enough? Can I really do this? Do I really trust myself? Like, i got past on just, like, black. And it just became, like, that thing. And, and that's something that I ask myself regularly. It's like, if I'm shitting myself and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I can't do this, I'm like, well, what's the option? What's the other option? How am I going to be feeling if I wake up in 30 years and I'm in the same place as I am now? Or how am I going to be feeling lying on my fucking deathbed thinking, you know what? I wish I'd, I wish, I wish I'd done that. Like, there's a question, it's like, um, what would you, what's the, what's the thing that you're most happy that you didn't end up regretting not doing? And I'm like, I've written this shit down. I've written all this stuff down. And I'm like, I'm happy that I, I didn't, uh, I didn't put out, I wasn't pussy. I didn't, um, I, I didn't let, like, I was vulnerable enough with myself to, to, to sit there and look at the things that I need to work on. Like, I did all the things that I could do to have not only, the, I guess, the life of me, but the life of people around me. I'm really inspired by, uh, my mum wasn't particularly ever, she never had a particularly positive mindset, I don't think, and I think that was, some of that was driven by some shit that happened with my dad, and wasn't a great time for her. I'm really inspired at the moment, because my mum is actually starting to, in some way, believe in self, uh, self-development. She's asking me questions about it. She's gone from rolling her eyes at me thinking, you know, like, yeah, 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 to actually starting to ask me about things about she, I know she wants to do. There's one thing. I wrote two books. She wants to write a book. She's always wanted to write a book. She started asking me the other day and started actually sharing stuff with me of why she's not done it. And I'm like, fuck, like, that for me is, that's fucking awesome. If I can buy my... An example to my mum, my kids. You know, I don't want to grow up and my kids have all, fu- all the fucked up things that I that I got going on or had going on. Um, so there's all those kind of things. And again, the big thing, the big thing there about that shift in belief is like it's maybe not a shift in belief. It's like, a, what's the cost of me not doing this? Because you're going to pay for it. One, you're going to pay it at some point. You're going to pay now with uncomfortableness we're
0: having to do it, we're feeling fucking awkward as shit. Or you're going to pay in 30 years. And, and you're going to pay in 30 years. And you're just going to, it's going to be a lot worse then. And, and Tim, I just want to interject there. Guys, a very useful exercise for you guys. Uh, I call it the I would rather exercise, you know. So, so, t- you, you think of all, the, you think of all the negative things that they will arise from you not doing that thing. So, you know, for instance, uh, you know, I would rather, you know, I would rather, stay in bed for 10 minutes they, and then do my meditation and making the income that I want to my yeah. life. Yeah. So, so, so it, it's a very powerful... I would rather be, uh, and, then, and then whatever like the all the things you're going to miss out on than the thing that you have Very powerful.
1: You just cut out there a bit and then I do want to repeat that the readers.
0: I'm I, 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 I saying that uh, the, the exercise is, I would rather, and then all the things th- that you're going to miss out on than the uncomfortable thing. Yeah.
1: Love it. I agree. And it's like, again, it's like, it's the same process. It's like, just being honest with yourself. Like, be honest with yourself. And if, you, if you're okay sitting there saying, you know what, I'm, I'm okay just half assing
0: my life, it's fine. Yeah, like, just, just, honest. Honest. just own it. Just own it.
1: Uh, but
0: usually, what happens when uh, uh, when that? To yeah. It is in it's in what it usually happens, guys? when when we hold the mirror up for people, people usually decide to yeah, let's do something about it. And, well, g- g- Tim, uh, thank you so much for coming on Tales of Transformation. Um, how can people contact you if if they're interested in hearing more about you and your story, or reading your books, or uh, yeah, or, or are working with way. you? Go on. Or, or working with you, isn't it? How, how would how would someone get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, uh, probably the best way is going to be uh, Facebook. Uh, Tim uh, Facebook forward slash Tim Drummond com. So Tim Drummond com. That's just my personal profile. I hang out on Facebook a lot. Uh, the only rule is if you add me, like talk to me, um, I could be a catfish otherwise, so I will message you and say hey, and if you don't answer, I'll bring you a catfish. Um, you can also find, not right now, but very soon, um, you'll be able to find some more stuff on my, my personal website, which will be timdrummond.com. By the time this goes out, I think that you'll be able to find some cool stuff about there. Find out uh, about the book, or two books I've written, uh, one about fitness and transformation, one about business and transformation uh, some podcasts that I'm going to be doing as well with Phil Holsworth, who I've run some businesses with um, just my kind of force and ethos you know I guess personal development like how you can how you can improve your life how you can become more happy, how you can become wealthier and get kind of all the things that people want right a good, a good life a nice fucking health good relationships um
0: And and and, and guys, you know, just to say, Tim has been a true inspiration in my life. As in, just as in what what um what Einstein says, he's saying um people think that leading by example is is the main way to influence. They're wrong. It's the only way to influence. So, like, I was watching Tim from the outside being Mr. Scaredy Cat, um. (laughs) And and then and then I see him, you know, backing himself fifty k in a program of fucking hell, mate. Um and then and then I see him buying a, a house in London in a year from scratch, and then, and then he's living in Malta. He travels the world whenever he wants, and um he had you know and, and then his bloody mom is, is wants to write a book now. So guys, Tim is a very inspirational character, and um, you know if you have an opportunity to work with him or follow him on Facebook, it, it, it it's worth your while. And you know he doesn't bang on about it, but yeah, he does help lots of very wealthy folk. He helps lots of A-list celebrities, but um, but he's very down to earth, and uh, we love him for it. Tim, thank you so much for coming on, and um, and guys, tune in t- to this episode, uh, and and you know keep following. We got some great guests coming up. I got an Olympic champion coming up. I got uh, I, I guys, I, I got I got amazing people, and 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 Tim is just one of them. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Pat. Take care, Tim. Have a nice night.